0: This is Perspectives, the show where a conversation about how we're different tends to show us really how much we have in common. I'm Condes Presley. Tuesday, traditionally, the Tuesday after Thanksgiving, is known as Giving Tuesday, and Georgia gives on Giving Tuesday. It's an opportunity for you to find the nonprofit that means something to you, and we all have one, and to support it. It's especially important This year, because of the pandemic, and how our nonprofit community has been so adversely impacted by, I mean, think about all the walks and the runs and everything that we normally would do when we can get outside and be together, that has not been 2020. Our guest now is James Oliver Jr. He's been a guest on Perspectives before. He's the founder of a business called We Montage, and I'll ask him about that before we're done. More importantly, he is a twin dad. He is a girl dad before girl dad was a hashtag, and he is now (laughs) leading a nonprofit that is making a huge difference in our community. It's the Parentpreneur Foundation and James Oliver. Welcome to Perspectives. Thanks for making the time. Condis,
1: thank you so much for having me. It's really good to chat with you again.
0: So I remember when a mutual friend introduced us and we talked about WeMontage. Is that still going on? That's the wallpaper memory yeah. business.
1: Yeah, yes yeah. it's uh, WeMontage.com. Let you turn your... Uh, photo memories into removable wallpapers. So yeah, it's still hanging around, but I'm focused primarily on the foundation right now.
0: Which launched back in August, sort of mid-pandemic, although we're not really at the end, yeah. and it's the Parentpreneur Foundation. So tell our audience about that, how it came to be, and what you are hoping to accomplish.
1: Yeah, so you know, interestingly, I got, the, I got inspired to start this thing back in March, at right when COVID was starting to hit but so the parentpreneur foundation exists to empower black parents who are entrepreneurs or parentpreneurs so they could be the best parent and entrepreneur possible but that's so they can leave a legacy for their beautiful black children so so that's what the foundation is and you know we talked before i think when i came on the show before we talked about my book so all this is coming full circle now kind of you know i wrote we talked about my book the more you hustle the luckier you get you can be a successful parentpreneur, which I wrote back in 2017 to inspire the millions of parentpreneurs around the world to be the best parent and entrepreneur possible. And then, you know, I had this idea that eventually I would sell my business for $50 million, take a million dollars of the money and feed a foundation. I was having a chance coffee meeting with some friends, like right at the beginning of COVID, telling them about my dreams of starting a foundation. And, you know, mind you, with all the doom scrolling going on, back then, I understand that there's opportunity within every crisis, right? So I was already, all right, God, like, where's the opportunity here? So when a, some friends said, hey, why don't you start your foundation now? I was like, wow, um, yeah, I'm like I felt like that was God speaking through them to me and, and you know, answering my my question and my request. So I was like, yeah, like, let's do it now. So I had no idea how I was going to start the foundation, but I, like I always do, <laughs> head first, <laughs> just charging head first down the path. You know, I'm all writing articles. I'm doing this. We're giving away money. I had no idea how I was going to do any of that. But I just had faith, you know. And and then George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud aubrey all these horrible things started happening. I had my own personal crazy racist Karen experience in my own subdivision up here in Johns Creek. Uh, we had to call the police to get a trespass warrant. And then I started looking at the data of income inequality and, you know, black family wealth, you know, white family wealth being 10x greater than black family wealth. And I just decided, you know, this foundation is going to be for black parentpreneurs. We need to help more. So there you go.
0: You can't drop a a mention like having a Karen experience in Johns Creek without my coming back and asking you to share with everybody the whole story. What happened and how was it resolved?
1: She just I was sitting on my patio with a little bitty Bluetooth speaker. It wasn't loud at all. I've lived here for years, never had a problem, very mindful. And she just was acting crazy, you yelling at us, came around the house ha- banging on the door like she was the police, you know, cursing my girlfriend out. And then so that was the first time. And then she did it again and it was threatening to call the police and as you know, as a black man, I'm I'm not gonna have you call the police on me. So we called the police first. So thankfully, we did that. He went around and he filed a trespass warrant. And, you know, we talked to, thankfully, the people in the HOA were very helpful. They realized, they told us they had a lot of problems with her. She's causing problems for a lot of the neighbors in the past. But she's gone. She moved. So hallelujah. There's that.
0: And who knew? I thought I saw in one of the advertisements during the never-ending election that We didn't live in the suburbs. If you're up in Johns Creek, that seems to uh, contradict that statement. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, But the damage
1: was done, though, because I was terrified. I was scared to be in my own backyard. The damage was done. But she's gone now, thankfully.
0: Well, I'm glad that you are safe. When we did talk in uh, 2017 and we were talking about your book, you were telling us about how you were led to start We Montage yeah. At a time when your twins were born and theirs is quite the harrowing origin story. So why don't mm-hmm. you reset that for the audience as well, James, and let us know, you know, how old they are and what they're up to these days.
1: Yeah, what they're up to. I call them the Twin Nato. Hashtag Twin NATO. They drive me crazy. They're doing great. <laughs> so so they were born, you know, at the time So I'm from New York, but I lived I went to a more house. I lived in Atlanta for 12 years. And I'm back in Atlanta now for for three years. Thank God I'm so happy to be back in Atlanta. I love Atlanta. Um, But we were living in Wisconsin, in Appleton, like 30 miles south of Green Bay, kind of in the middle of nowhere, a thousand miles from family. And I was starting the business and I was out of cash and I was fortunate enough to get into a tech startup accelerator called Generator. And it was a two hour drive between Madison. I mean, I was really like on my grind, kind of. Um, And... The kids were born three months prematurely, and they were weighed two pounds apiece, and they were born two days before I started this accelerator with this two-hour drive each way. Just so, so imagine that, right? Um, so that was a time I was you know, back and forth to the NICU. I cried every day. You could have said, hey, James, good morning. I would have started crying. I woke up every morning at 2 a.m. Uh, just because I couldn't sleep. Um, but somehow, you know, we got to demo day. And right before I was going on stage, on an angel investor's call that I pitched, and he said, hey, we're going to fill you a whole round. And I was just like, what do you mean? He said, we're going to give you $250,000. And I just, I mean, I fell to my knees just crying and just thank, thanking God. And that was my introduction to what it's like to be a parent and an entrepreneur. And, you know, everybody knows being a parent, listen, we love our kids, right? Um, Parenting is not easy, easy though. Being an entrepreneur, everybody knows that's hard. Seventy-five percent, or whatever that is, of new businesses fail. But when you combine being a parent and an entrepreneur, it's um, it's like it's it's just a new level of crazy. And then when you throw being black on top of that, with the issues inherent issues that we have around racial inequality, racial injustice, um, all these issues of the racial trauma that we're experiencing right now, um, you know, black entrepreneurs really need. Our, our support and our patronage. And, and that's why the foundation exists. And I'm, I'm thrilled to, to be doing this. Um, it's doing great. We have almost 700 members in our community now. We're nearly 12x what we were when we started this. And we gave away $10,000 in grants. Uh, we just did another round of $10,000 in grants a few weeks ago uh, for Giving Tuesday. We're focusing on raising money so we could pay for therapy more therapy. So we're tripling down on, on paying for therapy for the, the members of our community because you know, Black people are 20% more likely, according to Columbia, to have mental health issues. But as you probably know, kinda of, it's taboo in the Black community. You know, we don't do mental health, but in the Parent Foundation community, we do it. So when I put out a form last time saying, hey, are we going to pay for 10 people or 15 people for the first 15 people, within five minutes it was filled up. So these people understand the need for it, and it's not just that we have a higher proclivity for mental health issues. But if um, epigenetics, which is the theory of trauma attaching to DNA and you passing it down um, to your to your heirs, if that's the true thing, you know, Black people, we have 400 years of trauma. Whew! I mean, just thinking about it, 400 years of trauma attached to our DNA, and we we have got to get help, and so. Uh, We're here for that.
0: Tell our listeners about the types of uh, folks who are in your community, in the the 700 members and the grants that are available. Who's applying?
1: Yeah, so it's all across the board, which is so fantastic. It's just a dynamic group. And my vision is for it to be international. We have some people from the UK. We got people from Canada and the Caribbean right now. Um, But they're all over the place and we have people who are aspiring entrepreneurs, but most people have a business that they either just started or somewhere in the mid passage of their journey and other people who just flat out killing it. So it's a nice diverse mix. I will say about 75% of our community members are women, you know, cause black women, stay killing it. <laughs> you know, just do <laughs> black women are amazing. Um, so it's just a very, Very group in our first cohort, we had about three or four people who were in the health and beauty industry, but that makes sense, right? Because entrepreneurs have problems they see, the health and beauty industry is a $2 billion industry, so people could spin up some businesses and and have a chance to be successful. We have one Atlanta-based entrepreneur here, Pamela Book, I don't know, do you know Pamela?
0: I'm somewhat familiar with the name, tell us more.
1: Yeah, so Pamela Booker has a company called Coils by Nature. It's this natural, vegan hair care uh, product for black the black community. And Pamela's killing us. She was in our first cohort. She's here in Atlanta. We just did another cohort. Um, and I don't know if you know Ivana Oli. Her her and her daughter, eight year old daughter Zoe, uh, beautiful curly me. Hello, our eight year old daughter Zoe Oli. Just she's amazing. Huh? They, they have like these black dolls and books and all this stuff is intended to instill confidence in little black girls. And I saw a LinkedIn post with, you know, Zoe today and she was just talking about the company and the Black Friday sales. I'm like, I like this little girl is so poised at eight years old. Like was I this poised at eight years old? I mean, am I this poised now? <laughs> like this is unbelievable. These kids.
0: Amazing. No, you are not. We were not this poised at eight. This, the kids today are phenomenal. Amazing. So what are you looking for? Do you have any goals in fundraising on, on giving Tuesday?
1: Yeah, we do. So we're looking to raise $25,000 that we can immediately deploy to pay for therapy for dozens and dozens and dozens of members of our, of our community. So, so that's our goal. I mean, naturally we're always fundraising. We always have four, elements of our business model that need to be happening at all times you know one of which is pr and awareness which coincidentally we're doing that right now which is amazing uh we need to be growing our community uh we need to get access to grants uh, access to resources we could give away for example we actually partnered with cat cole Do you know cat yes we partnered with cat cole and the focus brands they gave us a thousand dollars gift cards so 20 50 gift cards and we distributed those to our community, and that, it doesn't sound like a lot, but if you're virtual schooling and, you know, you might have some lint in your pockets, you're tired, we're all tired, I'm super tired, you don't feel like cooking, you know, to be able to just go to Moe's, you know, and order up some burritos a couple times a week and have to cook and save your money, that's a big deal. So our community really appreciated that. So uh, resources to give away, um, as well as
0: fundraising, naturally. Phenomenal. How did you become aware, James? I mean, you're, you're a serial entrepreneur and you've, you've morphed into now being a, a philanthropist with the foundation. But for people who are like you and have these ideas and looking ahead to 2021— want to sharpen their focus and really make that idea slash side hustle into a real thing. How do they get involved and find out about these incubators and tech startups and all of these things so that they can enjoy the type of success that you and your other parentpreneurs are enjoying?
1: That's a great question. And that's one of the great things about living in Atlanta. There's so many resources, right? The Atlanta Tech Village, just like start there. You got RCIE, the Russell Center for Innovation and Entrepreneurship with James Bailey and those guys over there. Uh, you got programs over at Morehouse. You got stuff going on over at Georgia Tech, Georgia State. There's is, is programs everywhere. So you have, you know, Joey Romack with the Intentionally Good Project. You know, you got Jewel and those guys over at Google for Startups um, and their Collab Capital Fund. There's lots of stuff going on here in Atlanta, it's not hard to find stuff, but, you know, I would say, look, look, Mark Twain said the two most important days in your life are the day you were born and the day you figure out why. Figure out why you're here, (laughs) right? (laughs) Figure that out, like get in alignment with the creator um, and get inspired about what you're supposed to do and go do that. It will be a lot easier versus like banging your head against the wall trying to do something that nobody cares about.
0: And in the aftermath of all of the tragedy that has been experienced in in the community, the racial strife, as we enter into this holiday season, it would seem, I mean, come on, Oprah's favorite things were all Black-owned businesses. It's a good time to be Black and to have a business.
1: Yeah, man, don't get me started on that. I tried for four years to get those jokers to feature WeMontage, and finally I got their attention. They're like, "Oh my God, WeMontage is amazing. We love the product, but we can't feature it because it's custom and our partnership with Amazon won't let that work." Man. But yes,
0: you're right. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> but indeed there is a greater to the to the bigger to the bigger question, <laughs> oh, James. Yeah. That uh, it it would seem that uh, as as people are thinking about their loved ones and how to celebrate them by showing that they love. And so much online buying this holiday season, because it's probably not the best thing to be shopping in the malls because the pandemic is far from over and the vaccine is not here. It's, you know, people are wanting to patronize and to support many Mm -hmm. Black-owned businesses in our community. And that's got to be good Mm -hmm. for for you and for your community and the work that, that folks are doing.
1: It it is good, you know. We're thankful for that. I just wonder how long is that going to last, though. You know,
0: you're not optimistic. I'm just, I'm just asking questions. <laughs> 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 I, don't, I don't
1: know. I don't know. I mean, hopefully, I don't know. I mean, you know, there's a lot of people helping out and stepping up. And I mean, look, you know, Bradfield is the one who gave us the fifty thousand dollars seed grant, and you know, the story about how all that happened was, it was remarkable because I was talking with him about the foundation initially and we were emailing and, you know, Brad's co-founder of Techstars and a very successful venture capitalist and was telling him about the foundation and he was just giving me the, oh, it's hard, you know, and I was like, mm, like, I, I mean, it's hard being black. I don't really, that doesn't really land with me. But but anyway, after the whole George Floyd thing happened, I got an email from him out the blue. He was like, hey, you came for a 30 minute Zoom call. And I hopped on the phone with him and he was like, you know, what two things are you working on involving addressing racial injustice and inequality that I can put my time, money, or attention to? And the rest is history, man. People like that are just really stepping up and putting their money where their mouth is. And, and the thing I love about him is he's really extending his social capital and not for nothing kind of that, you know, we all hear the stories about black entrepreneurs have a hard time getting to financial capital. I, I think, more of a problem is a lack of social capital because without it, it keeps us from being able to execute on our would-be brilliant ideas. And even more insidious than that, it keeps us from imagining what's possible. And to me, you know, that's unacceptable. Our children, our grandchildren, our great-grandchildren, they deserve better. So we have got, as Black people and Black entrepreneurs, we have to increase and improve our social capital.
0: Exactly. And one of the ways we can do that is by supporting organizations like yours, your foundation, the Parentpreneur Foundation, especially on Georgia Gives on Giving Tuesday. Let our audience know once again uh, what money raised on Tuesday will do and how they can get involved with what you're doing.
1: Yeah, great question. Thank you. So we're going to pay for the money that we raise is going to pay for uh, therapy for members of our community. I mean, 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 obviously we have to you know, continue to cover some operations, but most of that money is going to go to pay for therapy for members of our community, uh, and they can do so simply by visiting parentpreneurfoundation.org. There's, you know, call to action to donate on the website as a pop-up, and they can simply, you know, make a contribution, a tax-deductible contribution there.
0: James Oliver Jr., founder of the Parentpreneur Foundation. Congratulations on all the great work that you're doing. Good luck on Tuesday.
1: Thank you so much, kind.
0: Perspectives is a community and public affairs program crafted with you in mind. If there's a guest you'd like to hear interviewed or a perspective you think should be explored, let me know. If you're old school, just write me. 1601 West Peachtree Street, Northeast, Atlanta, Georgia 30309. Or message me via social media. I'm Condis Presley on Facebook, Condo29 on Twitter and Instagram. Thanks for listening. Be sure to listen again next week at this very same time as we examine another